Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. and welcome to The Art Detective with me, Dr. Yanina Ramirez. I'm an Oxford art historian, a writer and a broadcaster. But for the purposes of this podcast, I'm your chief investigator of images. I am very delighted to be in central London, right near to the British Museum, which is heaving today. Um, And I'm with Shrabdi Basu, who I'm delighted to meet up with. journalist and most importantly writer of the most exceptional book tell me about this book (laughs) thank you Anina that was an amazing introduction (laughs) it's great to be here uh, sitting opposite the British Museum I'll tell well the book is actually um, it's about Victoria and Abdul so Victoria being Queen Victoria (laughs) actually and Abdul is a clerk from Agra jail he's all of 24 years old and he is sent to her as a present for her golden jubilee you know when you are the queen of england you get presents <laughs> like that <laughs> he's a lovely present um and this is this book is it, i mean it it came out uh, but but it's now influenced a film there's going to be mm-hmm. a film with dame judy dench yes. playing victoria Mary victoria yes. so that's all very very exciting um and i thought it would be wonderful to do an art detective together because mm-hmm. recently i was at osborne house on the isle of wight and mm-hmm. there is mm-hmm. this beautiful portrait of Abdul. Abdul. And um, so tell us a little bit about it, because this was your decision for what you wanted to talk about today. <laughs> Absolutely. This this portrait is what started me off, because um, I went to Osborne House, and they have this Indian corridor, as you've seen. So I was walking down this Indian corridor. At this stage, all I knew were that, was that Queen Victoria loved her curries, and she had some Indian servants who cooked these for her. Uh, it was just a bit of trivia I'd filed away for an earlier book. And uh, then I saw this portrait of Abdul Karim, and it's painted by the Austrian artist Rudolf Swoboda. And he is painted, as we can see, in red, cream, gold, gorgeous turban with, you know, dull gold. And he's holding a book and looking sideways. And to me, this portrait did not look like one of a servant. (laughs) It was, it was painted, it was a commission painting, it was made so that he would look like, uh, in India, what we call a Nawab or a nobleman. So that's what he looked like. So it intrigued me. 
and uh, you know so that was the starting point really and then I went around Osborne House and I saw the other art objects and there were busts there was another portrait and there were lots of photographs of him including one of his in her dressing room mm. just below John Brown and that <gasps> nailed it <laughs> wow so that that sowed the seed of what is going on in this relationship why yes. is he being painted in this way yeah, exactly. I mean it's it's painted in 1888 isn't mm -hmm, it and mm -hmm. it's um, it is a it's commemorating a moment where and mm -hmm. actually he has been elevated up yes. from the rank of servant. Exactly, exactly. So he comes over as a servant when he's 24. Do you want to mm -hmm. explain a bit about what happens there? Because right. he's a um, gift. So he said. is a gift. Well, it's not just him. It's two of them who've been chosen. So there's Muhammad Baksh and there's Abdul Karim. And Abdul Karim is actually not a servant in India. He is a clerk in Agra jail. So he's a little educated and he's never done menial work. Uh, he has no idea what it's for. He thinks he's being sent as an orderly and he thinks it's something very, you know, high elevated. <laughs> and then he finds he's waiting at table. But the only thing is there, I mean, the only reason to send them was to dress them up gorgeously. You know, reds and creams and gorgeous turbans. And they would stand behind Queen Victoria and uh, just represent her Indian empire. So it was, you know, it was very decorative at this stage, but very quickly she liked Abdul Karim, the young, handsome, tall. And he is handsome. <laughs> I mean, he is obviously very, very striking looking. And, and the way that he's being presented in all this, exactly. this glory. I mean, she mm. is Empress of India mm. and at this stage, but has never been to India, has no, she? No. So she has no knowledge of this empire. But there is mm. a, a desire to understand the, the, the glamour of it, I suppose. The fact it's so exotic. Absolutely. I mean, this is her jewel in the crown. Mm. And she longs to go to India, but she can't because the, you know it takes six weeks and the travel time is too long. Uh, but so Abdul comes to her. You know she can't go to India. India comes to her in the form of Abdul Karim, and he talks to her. <coughs> Excuse me. He talks to her about India. He tells her about his home city of Agra, which is the home, as we know, of the Taj Mahal, mm. the most romantic monument in the world. He tells her about the Taj Mahal. He tells her how, you know, Shah Jahan, the Mughal emperor, built it for his wife who died in childbirth. And uh, that, you know, he is lying next to her now in this mausoleum to love, how the light filters through these beautiful uh, carvings. And she's entranced. She is suddenly traveling in India with Abdul Karim. And because he's, he's an ordinary man, he's a commoner, he gives her the sense of, uh, the real Agra, the heat and dust of the city, not the version she gets from her administrators and her viceroys, you know, this is the unedited, this is the real thing, and she loves it. Because this, uh, I suppose this strikes, uh, it, it's a very touching story. We know about Brown and, and Victoria's relationship, and, mm -hmm. and then after um, Albert's death, you know, she, she grieves so completely, but mm -hmm. there, are, there are these favorites that do of come in. Mm -hmm. and, and to me, I mean, this is something that I see in the pre-Raphaelite paintings, in a lot of Victorian mm -hmm. art imagery, and indeed even in this portrait, there's mm -hmm. a romanticism, there's a, a strong romantic strain in Victoria, isn't there? Oh, absolutely, she's passionate. Oh. Her, her journals are so frank. It, it's like four pages after her first night with Albert. And this is amazing. I mean, we think of Victoria and the prudery associated with 
you know, Victorian times. Clearly not for her. We think about it as this time everybody wearing black and everything's dour and everything's serious. But no, she's she's passionate, she's romantic. And, and Karim is bringing that out, isn't he? He is, absolutely. I mean, he must have been very charming. We know that he had a very soft voice. Uh, she describes him and says he's, you know, fine, fair, countenance, serious looking, etc. So we get a feel of what he looked like, what she thought of him. And uh, the very fact that she chooses him over the other servant, poor Muhammad Buck, who, who she describes as short and smiling. <laughs> Bless him, but he remains a servant, uh, you know, and he, our Abdul Karim, is quickly, rapidly promoted. And he's given this title of the Munshi. Right, so we need to, th to explore this because that is actually the, the title of this painting, isn't it? Exactly. So the Munshi means a teacher. And this is because um, Queen Victoria wants to learn Urdu. She wants to complete her Indian experience. This is important because she's elderly at this stage, isn't yes, she? How old is she at this she's stage? She's 68. Good grief. And at this stage, she decides she wants to learn no, Urdu. Urdu. That is important, isn't it? Very important. I think it's incredible. It's yeah. something people don't know. Yeah. And she goes to Abdul Karim. So he, she's already tasted the curry. She's heard the stories. He's hooked her a curry. She's falling in love through food. I mean, yeah, absolutely. The way to a woman's heart. And uh, he's told her about the spices. He's told her everything. And now the next stage for her is learn the language. So Abdul Karim has extra English lessons and she has Urdu lessons. And she's learning the script, which is quite difficult. Well, it's also reverse, isn't it? Exactly. I saw some samples where she's had a go at writing. Yeah. That yeah. must be so counterintuitive for her to actually learn yeah. to, to yeah. write backwards yeah. and to write in a different script and to learn a new and language at 68 at this yeah. stage. Yeah. It is amazing and, uh, you know, I'm full of admiration for her because she actually takes her lessons every day. She's a very good um, pupil. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he's a good teacher. So I've seen these 13 volumes, which are in Windsor Castle, and they'd never been opened in the past. No. Because uh, Western biographers never referred to it, you oh see. Oh, my goodness. It's in Urdu. They wouldn't have understood. I can understand because he writes in Roman. I can't read the script, but I can, under you know, I can understand Urdu. Yes. I, I grew up in Delhi. Um, the language is something that's, <laughs> you know, easy for me. And so this, these 13 years, these journals spoke to me of their relationship because this is the space when nobody's disturbing them. Yeah, two people learning two together people. and intently uh, dedicated to that learning experience. Absolutely. So we have these uh, entries from onboard Victoria and Albert. So she's taking her journals on holiday. She's having lessons when she's in south of France or in Florence. She is uh, in a summer house in Balmoral. Well, this this is intriguing, <laughs> isn't there? Because they do go to the summer house in Balmoral where she used to go with Brown. And they spend a night together, don't they? That is this cottage, which is on the lock. It's called Lock Meek. Yeah. It's an eight-hour walk. I went there. It's amazing. Really? It is so lonely and so desolate and so beautiful. And uh, she used to go there with John Brown. And we know she took Abdul Karim because of the gossip in the court. So her household are gossiping, saying that, oh, she's off to Glass Al Sheil. She said she would never go there after John Brown. And she's gone there with Abdul Karim. <laughs> wow. And, and I mean, we have to, uh, obviously, there's going to be room for speculation about the intensity of their relationship. But there is a huge age gap. Mm -hmm. Abdul is married as well, isn't he? And his yes. wife and daughter come over. No, not his, his mother in law. Mother in law. Mother -in -law. Wife and mother in law <laughs> come over to the court, don't they? Yeah. Um, so, you know. We, we have to limit, limit the speculation, but, mm -hmm. but the intensity of their friendship and certainly 
the fact that she is he is a favourite of hers that mm-hmm. does that causes problems, doesn't it? Oh, huge problems. <laughs> they try it. They hate him. Absolutely <laughs> hate him. And you can see it in their private letters, which I access because they call the Indians the Black Brigade. They are outright racist. There is yeah. no other way of you know defining it. Plus, added to the racism is class snobbery. He's a commoner. There you know? you go. He's not even an Indian prince with the regulatory pearls and you know all the all the things of the court. But he's a commoner, and they hate him. They hate the way she's spending time with him. She's giving him presents. She's. Uh, Trying to get him land, titles. As well. She and gives titles him and titles, yeah. land, everything. Everything's on. She builds him a cottage in Balmoral and calls it Kareem know. Cottage. No, I didn't know that. It is still there in Balmoral. He's left his mark there. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I mean, I mean, I think the thing is as well that he. There's reports, isn't there, that he's quite arrogant um, Mm -hmm. and the way that he interacts with the court. He doesn't want to be treated as a servant. He doesn't Mm -hmm. want to be sat with the servants. He wants to be sat with the the members of the household. Mm -hmm. But um, but, uh, there is an element here, isn't there, that if Mm -hmm. anyone else was doing that, Mm -hmm. yes, there'd be murmurings. Mm -hmm. But the fact of his race, Mm -hmm. that is the the thing, isn't it? There is actual open racism in this court. And and snobbery, class snobbery. Mm. And Victoria calls them out on it, actually. She sends them memos saying, you know, this is all race and class snobbery and really? she, she says that and you know she also says you're not to use the word black um, so she is way ahead of her times and relating to people without any prejudice and that really really impressed me <laughs> I learned did, did so it, much so, so, about, so she's yeah. come out well from your research very well very well when I started out she was you know Queen Victoria representing empire very formidable and growing up in India you see these big statues you know and it's like the seizure of the Kohinoor and the crushing of the mutiny and you she symbolizes all these and then I started researching her and I found that she was um, you know she loved India so much she was really attached to India she wanted to go I mean, there's this lovely story about how she really wants to eat an Indian mango. (laughs) And she could never, bless her, ever get a mango because by the time they would send it to her, it would would go off. Oh, how tragic. (laughs) Waiting for that mango to arrive. (laughs) Year after year, every summer. And, uh, you know, that really, it's these little moving stories that I love. And, uh, you know, I love mangoes myself. And now they're so easily available in all the Indian shops here. And you just (laughs) felt, oh, poor thing. But she loved it. I think this idea that um, Abdul could bring so much of India to her Mm -hmm. is fascinating. And actually, just Mm -hmm. looking back at the portrait as Mm -hmm. well, Mm the way that he's been painted, mm-hmm. I mean, we know that this particular artist was, was very well renowned for, for being able to depict mm-hmm. gold, pearls, jewels. That's why mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he was, was used for, for royal portraits. Right. But there is a lushness and a colour that's coming through in this mm-hmm. that is exotic, it is unusual, but it's being emphasised mm-hmm. that, that he is grand and he is, um, as you say, of noble, yeah. noble yeah. stature. I mean, holding the book, yeah. that itself says a lot. Why would they give him a book? Otherwise, <laughs> you know, it just shows he's educated. educated. It's, it's making a point. He's her teacher. He's got a book in his hand. Absolutely, he's her so. teacher. But there's a, there's also. I mean, it's it's wonderfully realistic. We've got there's photos that survive, mm-hmm. aren't there, of, of Abdul? And mm-hmm. It's very close to to his likeness. It isn't is. It? it is. He's painted dark. We can see he's he's dark skinned, mm. and uh, you know, there's no attempt to sort of cover that up or anything. It's mm. it's very much looks like him. But is it, because uh, I find this quite unusual in that case, because the, the this same painter painted Victoria's family and you know, members of the court. To paint him, mm-hmm. that's 
she commissioned this, didn't she? She, she asked did. for this to be painted. And again, that must have been a bit of an odd thing within the court, no? Um, well, the thing is, he was actually commissioned to paint other Indians. So what happened right. in 1886, a year before her Golden Jubilee, was the Colonial and India exhibition, which took place here in London. And a lot of artisans were brought over from India. And they were from Agra, they were potters, they were carpet makers. And Queen Victoria was so interested in them, um, she asked uh, Swoboda to paint them. So his paintings of the ordinary people, painted in, you know, ordinarily as they are, uh, are there in, uh, in Osborne House as well. Oh, gosh, you see, I missed a lot of it. But, but that's something that's always struck me about Osborne House is what a celebration of, of India it is, actually. It is. Because there's so much on display. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a strange place, Osborne House, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because it was her retreat in many ways, but yeah. she spent so much time there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was where she used to invite a lot of her female friends and advisors wasn't it mm -hmm. and, and then there, there are these reports of Abdul's family mm -hmm. the women from Abdul's family coming over and mm -hmm. um, how was that met do you think the fact that they came to Osborne house well they had a house a lovely house called Arthur Cottage just outside the gates as you can see it still yeah. and he was a good Indian he was given he, he extended his house <laughs> So that original house has been extended now <laughs> and he had a, you know, he was given all the money he needed to extend it to do whatever he wanted. So he really made it a beautiful place, I believe. Gosh. Uh, it's now, I think, a private house there. Um, but the women would come and he, she would bring everybody who visited her to call to their cottage really? always. So there was, there's so many entries in the diary saying, taking, so, you know, Princess Sophie. Uh, to go see the Munshi's wife and they would just call for tea all the time. Oh, it's a lovely friendship but he travelled with her as well didn't he? So, yes, yes. so there's reports about him going to Italy is it? Italy, he went to Florence, he went and every year to the south of France because she loved going to Nice. Uh, he travelled everywhere with her, he was given his own room and uh, in his diary which I found in Karachi he has his photographs that I have a lovely room and he's, he's got a photograph <laughs> sitting there. 
he was it did go to his head <laughs> because this is something else about the sort of person that he must have been because I mean you've mentioned that Victoria comes through so richly mm-hmm. from the records how does he come through well you know he's 24 when he arrives <laughs> he didn't ask for this job they sent him when he reaches he realizes that it's menial work he's and his ego is hurt he wants to go back he actually writes I'd like to go back I've never done this sort of job Gosh. And she writes to him, and this letter is really important. It was there in his diary, a copy. And she says, no, I'd like you to stay on. I enjoy your company. This is the Empress of India. He's a clerk in Agra jail. And uh, it's amazing that, you know, she wants him to stay. And she says, I'd like you to um, uh, teach me Hindustani. I want to learn Hindustani. And then she says, if you have to go, do stay till the end of the year and do come back and visit. And it's a really, it's like a young teenager Gosh. writing to somebody, you know, and saying, please stay on. Please stay yeah. on. <laughs> Again, I mean, we've got, what have we got? We've got a 44 year age gap at this stage, something like that. 46 Six, year age 68 gap. 68 and 24, yes. Good <laughs> grief. But, but there is... Um, there is a sense in which his family then get quite excited about this relationship. Yeah. Uh, do they exploit the relationship? I don't think so. Okay. Be, he brings his father, who's invited to go visit. His father is, it's quite interesting. His father is the only one who's allowed to smoke a hookah, which is the water pipe, the mm-hmm. shisha, in Windsor Castle. No! <laughs> so he is given permission. Uh, he's taken on a tour of the hospitals in Edinburgh. And we know all this because obviously the household are really catty about they're it not happy <laughs> they're about not happy they no. just say you know he's been given the royal tour and wish he'd go back and then when he visits the jail they said wish he'd be kept back in the jail so they're really really nasty wow. yeah the, the comments are so caustic you know and, and these are coming from all sides this is comments. coming from the households it's her, her personal physician Really? whose uh, records are accessed. He's really pissed, <laughs> miffed with this uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with this tour of Edinburgh because he's Scottish, he's a Scottish doctor and he says, you know, why is this man being given so much importance? Gosh. So he hates him. Um, but it obviously smacks of racism. There's yeah. a lady in waiting who says she shudders every time he walks past and he's repulsive. If he was that repulsive, whatever, you know, repulsive is <laughs> subjective, but Queen Victoria wouldn't be spending hours and hours with him. That's outrageous. So, so, so the, the, yeah. the, and these are on record as well. Yeah, these are yeah, things yeah, that have yeah. been written down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are good grief. And, but, but, but again, it's quite radical to see how Victoria deals with it all because she not only does it obviously not impact her, but she is encouraging others within her court to think differently. Oh yeah. So, do you think she's quite? ahead of everyone in that respect. Totally. I think she was way ahead of her times. I mean, if you think about it, there's a young Muslim man who is close, who is at the heart of the monarchy at a time when the empire is at its height. And it's never happened before. And it's never happened since. No. You know, I mean, empire is gone, but you don't have somebody, you know, as it were, with uh, a very important, uh, you know, position. But but it's the intimacy of the position as well, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it's all very well if that was a diplomatic role or if there was some sort of, mm-hmm. as you say, if it, if he was an advisor on, on political matters. But it's the intimacy of it that's so unusual, Absolutely. isn't it? It's the friendship and the fact that she just stood by him the whole time. It's her household tried every trick in the book. They, really? accused, they accused him of robbery. They said he's a spy. <gasps> they had him followed when he went to India. They couldn't nail anything on him. Really? And in sheer frustration, they said, we're going to go on strike, collectively go on strike and resign <laughs> if you take him to the south of France. 
and uh, they send this lady to go tell Queen Victoria and she flies into a temple and she throws everything on her desk. It's a great scene. Uh, we have the whole account in uh, her doctor's journal. She throws everything on her desk down. So ink bottles, photo frames, books, journals, pens crashing down. And poor Mrs. Phipps goes charging in tears. And of course, everybody, nobody resigns. <laughs> I love this story. And then everybody goes to the south of France and the Gazette mentions that uh, Abdul Karim is very much there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is amazing. So this, I mean, there's such... Oh, to me, there's just such passion at the heart of this yeah, story. Yeah. But she's so, so loyal that she won't entertain yeah. all of that. Yeah. So, so we're against accusations of robbery, accusations of, of being a spy, and then this sort of resistance, active resistance from yeah, her, yeah. her people. And actually what what appeals about Queen Victoria is she's a very feisty woman mm. and I think she enjoys a fight as well. <laughs> so she enjoys taking them on, she enjoys taking her, her family, her son, her daughters, she enjoys taking on the household and giving them a piece of her mind. And um, so she's always provoking <laughs> it, it and, and it's always like, it like you know nobody yep. likes yep. the fact that he's yeah, my yeah. nearest and dearest so I'm going to keep him even closer exactly exactly <laughs> and there is this classic letter which I absolutely love it's written to Bertie who's her the Prince of Wales mm. her son and they have a really uh, contentious relationship so she writes to Bertie because he's obviously been rude to the Munshi and she says you will be courteous to the Munshi and then she cc's the Munshi <laughs> Wow. So this is the two of them <laughs> versus Bertie. And, you know, you can see why he, Bertie hated the Munshi. It's like his mother and this man, oh, yeah. you know, against I mean, him. At that stage as well. <laughs> Making he fun of him. Younger yeah. than, well, than he, her son. Yeah. And, and he's, he's just waiting and waiting to become king. And, you know, <laughs> both of them are having a laugh at him. So... You feel a bit sorry for Bertie. Oh my goodness, so, because and that's so, the other thing. So her children mm, aren't particularly mm, on board with this, are they? Not at all. And uh, very often they're not on board with her because mm. she's always clashing with her children. So she keeps complaining about troublesome children. And uh, she's complains to Abdul, you yeah. know. He's there for her to bend. <laughs> so he's, he's a confidant as well. Totally, totally. And, to, and in these, these 13 volumes that you've looked at then, mm -hmm. these, these, these books that mm -hmm. she was... These are, these are volumes of her own notes, are they? Mm -hmm. And it's from that that you can get a lot of extra insight into what they're talking about, how yes, they're interacting. Yes. Totally, totally. And because this is their exercise, you know, the literally the Hindustani lessons taking yeah. place. And he's a pretty good teacher, so it's like he'll write a line in Urdu in the Urdu script and then he'll translate it in English and then he'll write the Urdu in Roman so she can read it out and then she has to copy all these Wow! so what I found really interesting is when it starts out and he's translating it his English is really bad uh -huh. so it's like I down came out went you know that sort of stuff and she corrects it when she does her translating oh, no! <laughs> and her Urdu is all sprawly because she's just learning by the end of the 13th volume, his English is perfect and her Urdu, she's just writing a half a page without any guidance. Really? Yeah, yeah. My goodness, so they've both so they've grown in that them, way. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, you know, all these little things, they just bring out the relationship. They were teaching each other. I love the way she was correcting his English. Yes. And so he's learning from that as well. He was a quick learner, obviously. He and, and I think mm -hmm. this, this is again about that sort of whole cultural exchange that's going on because they're mm -hmm. exchanging each other's languages. Yeah. They're exchanging 
I mean, there's gift exchange because I mean, Victoria yeah, yeah. is exposed to India in that respect, and mm-hmm. she, he is receiving English gifts from of her. Of course, of course. But then there's this whole world of, of food, of of music, of stories, of and mm-hmm. and of course of, of the dress mm-hmm. and the the, the yeah. whole feel yeah. of course of this nation. She's totally and in Osborne House when she creates the Darbar room, which is this Indian room she creates. It's an amazing space, isn't it? It Gosh. is, and she is now living her Indian her role as Empress of India. This room is used for banquets. She sits there. She or the curries are cooked every day in the kitchen. She lays out the curry. She speaks in Hindustani, you know, to visiting Indian royalty, and oh. you know, she's like at the top of her game. <laughs> but she's embraced it so fully, and I think that that's that's again interesting, and it, it does sort of twist our idea of empire around slightly, doesn't it? That she's almost mm-hmm. longing for for that place, yeah. Um, and that she maybe is honouring it and respecting it. Is that something that you feel? Um, well, she represents empire. There's no getting away from I that. I know, and it's not. I mean, it is. It's a horrible sort of concept. So, so yeah. it's not that she does not. I mean, she's not she a revolutionary. <laughs> no, she's not a revolutionary. She's not giving back that kohinoor. Mm. <laughs> you know, yes. she, she's she's wearing it with pride. Oh my goodness. So she's all for empire. But at the same time, she she loves India, mm-hmm. and there's no getting away from that. So it's a contradictory, you know, uh, with mm. with India. But uh, she loves India, mm. and she is there as empress. That's there's no getting away from that. <laughs> well, this is why I like the research you're doing because I think it's it's it, it it adds dimension to this topic, doesn't it? Because it so. isn't just a simple answer. It's not a black and white. No. And also, it's important that because she's a symbolic head of state you know the administration carries on differently they are not listening to what she's saying she wants to know about riots she takes she starts taking a keen interest in Indian politics actually and she writes to the viceroy she's a great letter writer writes four times a day and then follows it up with telegrams so she wants to know why there are riots what they're doing about it and they're really intrigued how does she know about riots in Agra then they say, well, obviously, they know how, you know, there's uh-huh. somebody right there telling her all about it. Yeah. Gosh. So. But I think, again, this is, um, th- there is a romance to this story, but there's a realism to it as well, that this is something mm-hmm. that is affecting a part of, of her empire. Mm-hmm. And he actually returns back to Agra, doesn't he, after she dies? Well, what is the legacy of their mm-hmm. relationship? Well, they come down on him like a do they? <laughs> ton of bricks as soon as she dies. They've just held on till then because they can't do anything. And as soon as she dies, they, they burn all the letters. They raid his house. And this is Bertie's orders. He is paranoid of anything coming out uh, about that his mother might have written. And they raid his house hours after her funeral, just a few hours. Dawn raid, get all the letters out and burn it outside his house. It's heartless, absolutely heartless. And then they, because we know that the wife is weeping, he's weeping, and they're all begging that some of these are just Christmas cards. And oh. she signed in Urdu, and she signs them, your loving friend, and puts little crosses on them. And she writes, signs in Urdu, signs, some are signed, your loving mother. And they just burn everything heartlessly. And then, of course, he's told to leave the country. Wow. So he's deported. And not just him, all the Indians who've come along, all this. <laughs> she had a little, little coterie of Indian servants. They're all deported. And suddenly all the color, in fact, one of the ladies in waiting, who were probably all horrid to him before, say <laughs> that all the color has gone from the court. No more turbans, no more curries in the kitchen, no more madness. These Indians are causing <laughs> <laughs> a lot of havoc all the time. <laughs> there were chickens running around in the castle. 
because they had to have halal meat so they would slaughter their livestock themselves and you know their chickens running around Windsor <laughs> Castle I love it so wow again that's something and really fascinating and to suddenly think. they've gone to think, yeah, that suddenly it's all all that that dimension that was yeah, within the court yeah, is, yeah, gone. is gone. And yeah. and what happens to him when he gets back to India then? Well, he dies within a few years. Mm-hmm. He dies in eight years. So again, my theory, obviously, this is just my theory, is that he was heartbroken when you are treated like a criminal. When you live that level of high life, you've been so close to the queen and uh, spent 13 years in this position, and then you're treated like a criminal and your things are burnt. You know, um, he died within eight years. That's he was 46, and that's it. He had no children. Uh, wow. So. so that, oh my goodness, what a story. And it, I, I'm so excited to hear all of this. And I know there's a lot more I need to go back and, and, and read about. Um, but this, this painting has been an amazing gateway. I find it, I find it very moving. I find it very noble, very... Mm-hmm. Uh, just it transports me actually mm-hmm. and the place where it's located in Osborne House yeah, as well that yeah. whole, the whole building thing. the, the mm-hmm. setup yeah, it, yeah. it's a wonderful insight into, yeah. into Victoria and her life but mm-hmm. thank you so much for talking to me um, <laughs> thank just you give, it give was the, lovely to talk oh, <laughs> you know well, give the title painting. of the book again because so people it's can get called, it it's called Victoria and Abdul excellent um it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we've got some more exciting Art Detective podcasts coming up. Do subscribe to the podcast by going to historyhit.com slash artdetective. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm Dr. Yanina Ramirez. Thank you, everybody. And- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.